Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hi there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato at The Condo Expert on the Hayes FM, and we are sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing. You know, we talk about so many different topics having to do with condominiums, and today I thought the ideal conversation could maybe revolve around living style. Now, when I talk about living style, I know we've talked about condominiums in the community and the exercise room and all of the different amenities that you can experience throughout the building. But why don't we just maybe focus a little bit on your unit? You know, I think number one priority with condominium owners is is their unit. I mean, I've talked several times about the fact that you really need to pay attention to the common elements. Like you do need to pay attention to the upkeep and care of your hallways and, you know, your elevators and all of the amenities throughout the building, because they are the ones that are going to create value for that building. So you can make all the changes you want in your unit. You can have it looking absolutely fantastic. But the interesting part is, is that, you know, while we have the subject today, it's important to also pay attention to what's going on in the building. So we're going to have a two part. This will be exciting. The two part means is we're going to talk about the unit and your furnishing and your home decor and so on. And then we're going to touch a little bit about fantastic fresh ideas for the common elements, maybe the party room, maybe, you know, this would probably be a little bit more geared to the board of directors who want to see some changes, or maybe your reserve fund is saying, oh, by the way, you know, this building is getting dated. We need to make some changes. So today I've got a wonderful visitor with me, Karen Wardell of Stylicious Home, and she is an interior designer and decorator, and welcome to the show. Great. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's such a hot topic. I mean, people nowadays, they go shopping. Uh, if you think about it, you go into HomeSense, you go into the Home Outfitters, and they got some pretty cool ideas. Definitely. Why do it every day? So I completely understand that. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, the key thing too is that a lot of times uh, they'll have like one of a kind items type of thing, uh, which really surprises me because their prices are really good. Definitely. Yeah. And you see a lot of very unique things. And uh, I see that as a realtor, you know, because I am a real estate agent. I've gotten into the habit now of every time I go into a house, if I see something that's really cool, mm-hmm. I'll take a photo. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just of that item, you know, or, or something that's, uh, I don't normally see all the time. Right. Yeah. But then I can't ever find it. So <laughs> that's, that is the case. And especially with condos, you do want eclectic things. So if you do find that one, one off kind of piece that, you know, speaks to you because you don't live in a house that you can have tons of things. You want to have each piece mean something to you and kind of speak back to you and kind of you know, relate to the space that you live in. You know, that makes a lot of sense because if you just put anything inside your unit, it it doesn't really hold any value for you. And then you get really cluttered, I would think. Definitely. And then it's the run of the mill. Everyone has this. So if you find those eclectic pieces, um, that really kind of defines your space and defines your style and, and your condo unit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because if we, if we focus a little bit on say the living room area, because I guess that's probably the highlight. Is that the highlight spot of the unit? 
Yeah, I would say so. Kind of like the kitchenette eating area and the living space tends to be one room. And that's the first you, you see it right when you walk into the unit. So it's very important. Now, how are you finding like as far as paint colors and so on, if people are staying a little bit more neutral as opposed to darker shades because of the size of the uh, units? Definitely. I uh, always recommend kind of staying in a neutral, like a light palette because it will open the space. If you do like a dark blue or dark green or dark reds, which I'm usually not inclined to anyways, but that will close in the space. So if you have 800 square feet and all your walls are blue, you're going to feel like it's maybe 600 square feet, where if you do like a natural linen or like a lighter gray, it's going to open up the space and make you feel like you have a thousand square feet. Oh, and that's important, you know, because it's all visual. Definitely. It's all visual. Well, what about, you know, you see some people and they, uh, they'll paint, they'll paint all the walls light, but then they'll choose one wall. Like just uh, maybe an accent wall. Right. Yeah. So how would that play out? Because I mean, sometimes I've seen them where they've gone like chocolate brown. You know, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit too bold, like the extreme. It's it's interesting, and and accent walls tend to kind of go in and out. Um, right now, I would say it's out. I'd say more it's accent wallpaper walls, but you have to have the architecture to allow that. You can't just pick one random wall and you know attract attract everyone's eye to it. It has to have ductwork or be set in or set out, and you know define that wall as an accent wall. That's, that's a great idea because the ductwork will tend to bring the ceiling down. So then does that actually increase the height of that wall? Does it make it visually more appealing? I would think. Um, it tend to actually brings it down, but if it's inset beneath the ductwork, then that's the opportunity to do an accent wall with wallpaper or with paint. If you just pick a random wall anywhere, it's, it just kind of seems out of place and everyone's eye attracts to that. But if, if you make an accent wall and do that with a feature of like maybe your TV or, you know, other items like a bed or things like that, that's how you, you know, define that accent space. Fantastic. So, you know, it's funny too, because you talk about wallpaper. I've noticed that wallpaper is right back in the swing of things. You know, it's just so pretty. It's so pretty and decorative as opposed to just the plain Janes. Mm -hmm. So which one comes first? You have your furniture, you get your wallpaper or you get your wallpaper and then you go out and shop for your furniture. I say pick your big accent pieces first, so furniture, kind of like the layout, accent rugs, and then play around with accent pieces like throw cushions, decor pieces, and potentially an accent wall after that. It's always harder to pick your accent pieces and then trying to find furniture for that. I'd say pick all your neutral items first and then play around and have fun with your accent pieces. So I guess if you're looking at the largest item inside the unit, that obviously is going to be, well, getting away from the bed. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Forget the bed. We need the bed, but couches, sofas. So I gather whether or not, you know, some stores right now are, are really pushing forward because they're realizing that we're very limited on space in condominiums. So these couches are no longer the big four-seaters and, you know, the uh, huge armrests and high backs and so on. They're they're really trying to bring them down a bit, aren't they? Definitely. And the armrests tend to be thinner now and shorter. And even people are still doing sectionals in condos because you have to worry about getting all the your furniture into the elevator and up to the space. So you don't want to have this, you know, 96 inch, you know, couch that has thick arms and, and can't be maneuvered into an elevator. You have to be, you know, think of that, you know, before you purchase these items, because you obviously spend a lot of money. You probably wait six to eight weeks for it to, to arrive and then you can't get it up into your space. So just really working on with, um, you know, the elevator space, getting into your space. And I usually recommend if you're not working with the designers to kind of plan out your space and even potentially taping up out 
you know, your 76 inch couch with your coffee table and measuring it and taping it all out. See if you can walk around the space before you purchase all these big ticket items. That's a great idea. I actually, I read an article. It was interesting because I'm going to repeat it. I was very surprised about it (laughs) because when you talk about the size of couches, they're saying that an, an average sofa is anywhere from 72 to 96 inches. Correct. I've seen it myself where some of the legs can range anywhere from like four inches, five, six, even seven inches. You know, I can't believe it because some couches, you can't even remove those legs. Yes. So now what? I mean, I I don't think very few people go and shop for a couch and look to see whether or not they can remove the legs on the, on the sofa. Right. Well, that's why I say (laughs) working with a designer there, they know the what ifs I've been into many condo buildings. So I know what buildings have tighter regulations for moving in times to move in things, elevator space. So working with someone that knows, you know, the condos in the GTA is, would be advantageous. So you're not making those wrong decisions on these big ticket items. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, Karen, that would be that. So if you're working with a client and you're trying to make a decision or they're trying to make a decision, whether or not they want to look at more of a traditional, formal kind of appearance, then that would almost revolve around sofas that have skirts around them and so on. Like there's an actual specific design. For sure. Yeah. So when I'm working with clients, I first find out what their needs are, you know, what's their style, but also how are they going to use a space? Are they going to have a lot of entertaining? Um, Are they having overnight guests or is it just themselves in, you know, downtown core? Um, So if they are having a lot of overnight guests, there are some small scale condo pullout couches that you can still, you know, work with in the space. But if they're, you know, um, entertaining a lot, you have want to have maybe side tables that are also ottomans that you can actually use for additional seating when you have, you know, you're entertaining a lot of your friends. And you know what else is really good is, you know, the footrest that you have where you lift up the top and you can store in like, like I hate, I like sitting on the couch or (laughs) lying down, relaxing, watching television and know that I have a comforter I can put around me. Mm -hmm. So those type of things where you can hide away some of your bedding. Definitely. Or magazines or your remote Mm -hmm. controls. But that's another key thing when you're working with a design in a condo is having multi-purpose finishes or, you know, furniture that it could be used as a seat, storage, your footrest. Um, So you want to kind of use multi-purpose items, um, which won't clutter up your space. And then you can use it for whatever, you know, you're doing that day. These are all key points, you know, Karen, and that's why it's so important for people to call you because if they're calling you and they can sit down and discuss this and prepare ahead of time, I think long term, they're going to create a much nicer feeling within their units and economically workable. Definitely. That's, that's the key thing. Definitely. Yeah. And another thing to go back on that, um, another thing I consider when I'm designing a space is the first is the client's needs, but also the building itself. We have such a diverse condo, um, buildings in the GTA. For example, downtown Toronto, you might have very industrial where there's brick exposed, all the ductwork in the ceilings exposed. So I'd be more inclined to do an industrial, maybe reclaimed dining room, uh, tables and more of an industrial feel where here in Mississauga, we have the um, absolute building, the Mar- Marilyn Monroe buildings, where they're very contemporary and you wouldn't want to be doing traditional spaces in that building. So I also work with what the building dictates as well as with my client's needs and then potentially who is buying in that area so I can guide my client into the proper you know, design feel for that space. Well, that would make sense because, I mean, if someone is appealed, say they're um, interested in something like the candy lofts, 
in mm-hmm. downtown. Right. Uh, you know, they're so unique. I mean, they've got timbers uh, that are like, what, 14, 16 Definitely. inches thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like you said, they do have the exposed brick inside. So a certain decor of the building, it matches all the way through. So obviously, if they love that building, that's the decor that they love. That's correct. So it would pretty much move right into the unit. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense, especially, and then if you take a look at Tip Top. Definitely, Tip Top, yes. the loft, but more of the stainless steel you know, because they have a very different design to them oh, in comparison. Yeah. And the sliding doors, the industrial yeah. sliders and things like that. So you want to work with that. You don't want to be in an uber modern space and having traditional items or traditional items in a very industrial building. You want to work with what you, you need, but also what, what the building dictates. Yeah, because, you know, when you're coming in, even if you're having visitors, I mean, they, they would really be enamored by that. They'd walk in, they'd see all the character of the building and then find that same character flowing right into the unit. Definitely makes total sense. I've never really thought about it. I love the idea. We're going to take a break. It's Linda Pinazzato here at the Condo Expert on Hayes FM, and we'll be right back. Linda Pinazzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you... Have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Hello there. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato at the Condo Expert, and we're here at the studio at the Hayes FM. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a story, you want to be a guest on my show, give me an email, Linda at Linda Pinizzato, P-I-N-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-O dot com. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh, no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday, 647-977-7113.